Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome back to the Dwell Differently podcast. It's your host, Natalie Abbott. And today we are talking about belief, what we do with the very deepest things that we believe. Like those are, those are so significant. And the verse that we're talking about is John 6, 29. Um, for those of you that are memorizing along with us, you might already have it memorized, but it, it goes like this. Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent such a good verse, such a like really foundational verse for us to think about. And today we are talking with Amanda Bible Williams. She is the co-founder of She Reads Truth. She loves the word of God as well. And so I'm so excited to get to talk about this verse with her and welcome Amanda. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So for those of us who are unfamiliar with you, tell us who you are. What are you all about? Like I said that you love the Bible, but you know, what does that mean? I do. I do. Um, I, so my just first things first, Bible is my maiden name. It is not <laughs> yeah. a nickname that I assigned to myself, which okay. I think okay. can be um, what a lot of people think. Um, so yeah, so I'm Amanda Williams. I live in Nashville um, with my husband, David, and we have four kiddos um, that range eight to 14. And, um, I, I do love the word and I, I think that I have learned, um, it is something that I have learned, um, over time, even just from, from a child, I came to know the Lord when I was, um, a young kiddo and, you know, and that meant what it usually means when you're a young child, um, that you don't understand all the things, but you, you, you know, you know, that, you know, um, that, Mm -hmm. Um, that you need Jesus. And so, yeah. And so what I do now with my, um, with my days, um, aside from family is that I get to run this, um, ministry and business. We have coined the term business tree, um, to, to <laughs> I encapsulate that. that. I, that. <laughs> I, I think that you might need that Natalie. Yeah. Um, and our mission is women in the word of God every day. And so I spend my days helping our team, um, go about this mission. We have a team of about 30 here in Nashville and um, and we create Bible reading plans. And our goal in that is just simply to invite and equip um, not just women, but men, he reads truth um, and kiddos, kids read truth, to open their Bibles and to get to know God. We believe that we're meant to read God's word, that it's for us. It's not just for the pastors and seminarians and Bible scholars among us, that it's for all of us as children of God and that it's about him. And so um, I love God's word because it teaches me who he is and, um, and that helps me understand who I am and how to go about this world um, that he's created. And so, yeah, so that's what we do. I love that. So day in and day out, you're in the Bible and you're planning Bible plans and you're writing things and you're overseeing, <laughs> you know, projects and all of that. Yeah. Um, how, like, I didn't even write this question down for you, but I'm just, it just That's came okay. to me like, how do you keep the Bible fresh and it uh, doesn't become like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like when you're working oh, in I, it yeah. and it's a job, sometimes it's really hard to like, make that space or feel like, well, I was in the Bible all day today, but like, really, Uh were you like being refreshed by it? Was it speaking to your own heart? Were you praying through it? You know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you keep God's word as a fresh thing when, when it is your business trade? Day job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a really good question. And um, I think that like my first answer to that, and I don't mean this as like um, a cop out answer or like a Sunday school (laughs) answer. But I think um, one way is that I, I that the Lord does that, um, that his word is just it is living and active. And so um, he does not seem to um, to interact through his word um, less when I'm doing when I'm reading it for work than when I'm reading it 
um, at home, like not for a She Reads Truth project, um, that it is living and active, whether I'm sitting at my desk or whether I'm riding in my car or and listening or, um, you know, if I'm just meditating on it, like his word is his word is his word. <laughs> and yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, your answer, your question is still valid that like when being in God's word is part of your day job, um, how does it, do you keep it from not just being your day job? And right. I think that, you know, it's challenging. It's, it can be difficult. There are seasons of this for me with how I would answer this question. And sometimes it's harder than others. It depends on, you know, how busy we are, how much work we're doing. And there are days where, um, where I spend hours in the word as part of my work, my livelihood. Um, and, and so I, I don't always go, you know, home and spend a lot of time in the word that night also, because, <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, because God's word, I carry it with me through the day. And, um, and if I've read it for work, I still get to think about it <laughs> at home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so um, I do think it's a challenge, but the thing that I have learned the most, aside from some of the kind of just like more practical answers, like still trying to protect time where, um, and make sure that I am reading something that is not associated with the deadline. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. <laughs> um, or something that is not, well, really, I mean, that kind of sums it up for me because whether it's writing or study or reading plan development, it's all what they're all associated with the deadline. So to make sure that I'm protecting that part of my day and my weeks um, and my life. But also, I think the thing that I've learned the most is. Um, that God is who he is all the time and that his word um, can instruct and shape my heart um, even outside of the categories that I put it in, you know, mm. work, yeah. or quiet time or whatever. And so, and I think that's actually one of the things that, um, you know, that we work to help people understand. And I know you all do too, um, Natalie, is that like God's word is meant to be a part of every part of life. Like it, it isn't just, um, a part of a morning routine. It's, it is, um, the, the lens through which we should go about our days. Yeah, absolutely. I love that answer. I think sometimes we want like a rigid, you know, well, you got to do this and then you got to do that. And then you got to, I mean, that would be easier, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. It would be, Uh um, like definitely we need to be in it, and yeah. Definitely, we need to be meditating on it, and you know, praying and those kinds of things. But like, how that looks in different yeah. seasons is so different for me too. And then there are times when I like I actually have to remove myself a little bit, like physically, to be like, uh-huh. okay, but this is in. But I just want to go sit outside and read my Bible because I'm never going to be sitting outside and reading my Bible when I'm at work. And somehow that disconnect really helps That's me. Good, yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely to do it someplace where I'm not, where I don't normally work. And so I, it, it just, it's something about that, like triggers in my mind, like, Hey, this isn't work, you know? Yeah. I think that's a good note because I do, um, my posture is different if I'm at a park with my Bible open, which, you know, actually hasn't happened in many years, but, um, (laughs) for me, but, um, but if I'm in like a certain chair in my home or something, or if I, even if honestly, even if I'm not like dressed for the day yet, like if I'm in pajamas and I haven't like uh, fixed my hair or brushed my teeth or whatever, like my body knows the difference. And, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and I think I, there's so much value to being sure that we are protecting those times when we just come to the word as like Amanda, daughter of God, and not Amanda, co-founder of She Reads Truth. (laughs) Right, right. Oh, I love that. That's a good Mm -hmm. word for me. So talking about She Reads Truth and Mm -hmm. like what that looks like, I love that you said that, you know, just because it's what you're doing for your job, it doesn't mean that God isn't, you know, fully present in that and doing, you know, wonderful, mysterious, awesome things in the middle of that. And so I would just say, like, what is the what's your passion and what do you, what gets you most excited about what you get to do every day? Oh, goodness. I mean, there are a few things. One is just the um, kind of testimonies that we hear from the women and men that we serve and families that we serve um, when someone takes time to send an email and say to us, you know, for example, I've 
I've known the Lord um, for many years, and I've called myself a believer of the Bible for many years, but I've never read it the way that I'm reading it now. And, um, you know, that it's that it's that um, since since God founded, I mean, the true founder of She Reads Truth yeah. <laughs> um, was the Lord, because it wasn't and it was nobody's idea. No one was like, hey, we should start a community of women and then like a publisher of resources and things like that. Like There wasn't that moment. It was, I want to be a woman who reads her Bible. And I know that that's important, but I'm having a hard time figuring out what that looks like and how to do that. And it was a chorus of me too, me too, me too. And so from day one, that has been part of our story and kind of the way that God has fueled this work that, that he is doing through our team is that, um, is just those those me too moments of like, or that that this um, you said that if I you know or you challenged me to open my Bible because you said that God would meet me there and He did and He does and every day even if I don't feel like it He is taking those deposits and I am learning about Him and um, and I am drawing closer to Him and so. And I'm having a relationship with his word, that it's no longer just this textbook for my religion, that this is his word that is living and active in my heart. That is one of the things that gets me fired up. Um, And also like a couple of my favorite things that I get to do as part of my job. One is that I get the privilege of kind of going first in the reading plans that our team creates. And so when, when a reading plan is created, which generally is like, like if we're reading through a book of the Bible, for example, and let's say we are reading through the book of Exodus, we will not only read the book of Exodus every day, but we will read other um, passages from scripture. So the reading plan is curated so that um, we can learn to see scripture as one story and let scripture interpret scripture. And so I get to take the reading plan with all the little extra tools that the team has created, and I get to sit down um, in like the corner chair of my office and close the door for a whole day or two at a time. And I get to just read through it and experience it and be one of the first people to do that. And it never gets old. I that love so it cool. so much. And, you know, and as the team grows and Rachel and I do less and less kind of hands-on, um, of, you know, there was a time where there was the two of us and then, yep. you know, and the team has grown and you know what that's like. I and know, so, I do. Um, but it's one of those things that I know that I won't always get to be the person who gets to read it first. Uh, and so I really relish that right now. So I it think definitely, so it'll get beautiful. me out of bed in the morning for sure. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, that totally speaks to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are times when I'm, when I'm working and I'm like, how is this even my job? How do I, I even get to do this? I know. Our friend Russ uh, used to say, he he worked with us here at Cheer Truth for a while, and now he's um, a pastor full-time, and he's actually my pastor. Um, oh, that's I go awesome. to his church. Yeah, it's really it's really sweet. Um, and he used to say, it's good work if you can get it. And it's true, like, <laughs> to be able yeah. to call it work. And now it's not all rainbows and unicorns. I mean, we do, we work hard, and and there are, um, you know, it, it's one of the, <laughs> I think it's probably, uh, there aren't many jobs where you can be just full on spiritually convicted um, in the middle of like a presentation or, <laughs> you know, because you're like, yes. oh, uh. <laughs> just heard that differently for the first time. And I'm going to need a minute, you know, I'm going to have to call somebody and say, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is good work. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, I would love to spend a little time talking through our verse. And yeah. um, I just, I, let me, let me just say it again for our listeners. If, if you haven't heard it before, um, it's a, it's a question that Jesus answered. Somebody mm-hmm. asks him, you know, what are the works that we're supposed to do? And so Jesus answered the work of God is this to believe in the one he has sent. And it's from John 6, 29. And so our verse talks about how believing in Jesus is the work that we're supposed to be doing. Um, But before we like dive full in, like I I always love to hear how that verse, whatever verse it is we're talking about, I love to hear how our guest sort of sees that, feels that, hears that. 
you know, like how, like you said, you, you came to believe when you were um, a young kid. I was young. Yeah. How has that through your journey sort of changed and morphed? And I mean, like when you believe when you're eight, you know, I have a feeling there are a lot of things that you can fully understand, like, oh, this makes sense. But as you, it's like what you're saying about being in a presentation, right? And you hear something differently for the first time. Mm -hmm. It's not that you didn't know it before. It's that it just speaks to you in a fuller way. Didn't like know it. uh, Yeah. Know it, know it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Or even if you did, like, I mean, there are verses that I memorized, you know, 20 years ago and somebody can say something about it and just like, what? How did I not ever think of it that way before? Yeah. You know? It very often for me comes through other people's voices. Like when I hear someone else read a passage because they will read it with their own inflection and their own tone. And um, and so that is often very helpful for me, especially with familiar passages. But yeah, I mean, this verse, um, it does resonate with me and it's just so short and it seems so straightforward. But as um, as Jesus um, often does, it is so layered with meaning. And so for me, the word work is I have a complicated relationship <laughs> with the word work as it relates to faith. Yeah, and, as, as um, we've already been talking about. You know? Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So in that in that manner and also the, um, you know, that kind of mystery of the gospel that it is um, by grace that we are saved through faith. And that that is a gift from God. And also, we are to work out our salvation. And um, and so we have to take both of those things and hold them in our hands and think, okay, these are both true. And they don't contradict each other. So um, that means we have to dig in. And, and so for me, thinking about my history um, of walking with Jesus... Um, I remember as a young kid of, you know, five or six years old, being aware that God was God and I was not, and that I was flawed and, um, and that I needed Jesus. And, and I'm so thankful for that awareness, right? And that, that God calling me to himself in that way. Um, but it was not a like lightning bolt moment. It was an awareness, like a whisper of awareness that was very real, but um, just grew and continued over time. And so when I was younger, I struggled with not having a, quote, powerful testimony of coming to know the Lord. And so when I read this verse that says where Jesus himself from the mouth of Jesus says, the work, this is the work of God. Like the work of God is this, to believe. You know, I would have put for a long time and probably still struggle with this, would have put the emphasis on the word work. (laughs) And I would have (laughs) still found a way to, but am I, okay, if the work is to believe, am am I doing it right? Um, This was always my question. Even when it came to the sinner's prayer, did I do Did it I right? Did I say it right? Oh, Just wow. in case Amanda, I should say it again. And so that was, you know, and God was so faithful and kind um, to me through that. And I'm sure there were so many things happening in my life and around me, you know, our the context of how we come to faith and the families and communities we grew up in, it all plays a part, right? And so, um, and there was no one telling me um, work harder. And I think it's one of those things that, what do we say, you know, that we're not taught, it, it's caught, not taught. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's just one of those things I caught. And it was really in um, kind of like college slash like immediately after college where I really started to have a better understanding or a more complete understanding of what grace was. Um, and that even our faith, to believe is a gift from God. Um, So yeah, so when I read this tiny little verse that is not very many words, it's really loaded for me in my personal experience. Like I, the montage that plays has a lot of frames, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Right, right. Uh, Yeah, I I would say too, um, I feel like it's the kind of thing that it, 
it's like you feel like you get to a place where you're like, okay, I got this, I got this, I got this, right? It's not about what I do. Right. It's about loving Jesus and believing in him. And that's not the measure <laughs> of who I am, right? Got it, got and it. Yet, yeah. And yet these things creep in that you're like, am I doing enough? Am I, mm-hmm. am I doing the right? Should I be this, this, or this? Should I be serving in Sunday? And, and those are, you know, those are not bad questions to ask. Like, right. should I be serving or where should I be serving or whatever? But is it the... Is it the measure by which I am understanding whether or not God is pleased with me, yeah. right? Is that yeah. how I'm looking at my own life? Like, well, it's it's a very like weights on a scale. Did yeah. I do more good than I did bad? You know, that sort oh, of thing. Or did I do enough or what? I mean, gosh, yeah. I just feel like that's a human thing, isn't it? I do. And I don't know that we escape that, honestly. I think that The gospel gives us so much freedom, but for me, that is a freedom that I have to remember and believe afresh and walk in, Um, not even just every day, like sometimes it's like hour to hour, (laughs) right? you know, because otherwise I can tell you, and a lot of times like I'll catch myself like saying something like this to my children. You know, where I can I can more clearly see how they um, I know that they believe one thing and are operating under a different principle. And I'll try to as as mom, as a guide, say, okay, do you believe that your friends at school are that each of them is made in the image of God? Yes, I do. Do you believe that you are made in the image of God? Yeah. Can you see like beautiful things about all of your friends? Yes. Can you see beautiful things about yourself? Well, I mean, I guess, you know, but it's like trying to get them to see that, like, it's not just the head knowledge, right? Of And so in this case, that the work of God is to believe in the one he has sent, to believe in Jesus, but to actually know it to the point that that's how I'm operating, that that's the belief that I'm not just knowing with my head, but that I'm living out of. And so... It can look for me like being like a a conversation with myself of like, don't I need to be more? Um, But generally, it looks like me catching myself acting under a totally false premise that like, wait, why? Why am I hustling so hard with this one thing? Or why am I being so hard on myself or someone else, to be frank? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, in this one category. Yeah. um, what what belief is driving this? And it's usually if it's something that's not true, or sometimes it can be something that's only partly true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that partial truth, man, that'll get uh-huh. you every time. It will get it, won't it? It really. Yeah, will. it's it's pretty true. I, I I'm pretty sure that's I mean, true. It's almost it's mostly true. true. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just think for me, when I read this verse, you think about the people who asked this question, like, weren't they trying to sort of justify themselves? Like, what is it that, what is it, what do we got to do to do the work God requires? Right. They're like, how do I justify myself by doing the right things? And Jesus That's is right. like, no, 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 no. That's not even the right question. <laughs> yeah. Give me some boxes to check. I need, uh-huh. I need to know, I, I want, I need to do this right. I mean, that's where the problems start. I need to do this right. right. <laughs> and I need you to tell me how to do it right. And like the thing about the gospel and following Jesus is it is a true following, which is like a step by step. We said in a podcast recording earlier today, we were having a conversation with our friend um, Janice and talking about how like God isn't just like, hey, meet me at this destination. He's like, no, no, walk with me, follow me. (laughs) And um, I'm so much less comfortable with not really knowing what the, what, um, not just what the end goal is. Cause I feel like, okay, wait, I can know that. Like I've read revelation. I know yeah. like new heavens and the new earth and be with Jesus forever. I've got that. Um, to make his name, even to make his name known. Like I, I get, I get that, but also what's that going to look like, Lord? Like, and, and how can I know that I'm doing it? <laughs> yeah. I think too, like, I think we really love, we love rules, right? We love to be able love to hate. say, yeah. I did that. <laughs> uh, yeah, love, hate. That's true. Um, but but like there's a, there's a deep part of us that wants to be able to say before God, like, I did it. 
you know, yeah. it's like, um, was it the rich young ruler who was like, oh, you know, bless him. He, he, under, right? I understand. He's like, him. what do I have to do? Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus is like this, this, this. And he's like, oh, already did all that. Excellent. And he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> well then leave, leave everything and follow me. Then what about this one thing that I happen to know is really, really in intertwined with your identity, like this yeah. thing that you get your identity from, which is his wealth, where he's like, give all that away. And it says, you know, he walks away dejected because he he must think we don't get to he doesn't say what he thinks, but I can imagine what I would think. And it was that like, well, how am I I can't ever I can't do that. How am I gonna do that? I've failed even before I've started. And um, and so I think that that, I mean, to me, that's part of what the rich young ruler communicates is that it, that parable communicates is that it's just not, um, at the end of the day, it's not about anything that we can do or have done or will do. It is only about what Jesus has already done. And that is so hard for us as humans. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh Okay, so I love, like I said, how Jesus sort of flips this question that they ask about, like, what are we supposed mm-hmm. to do? And he says, believe, which is not at all believe. probably what they were looking for as an right. answer. What do, you, what do you think that they were, were expecting him to say? <laughs> oh, you know, it's it's hard to... Um... It's hard to say what I think they were expecting. <laughs> it's much easier <laughs> for me to say, what would I what expect? What would you expect? You know, yeah. and I think, I mean, of course, like a follow the rules, um, which I don't want to downplay obedience and God's law. God's law is good. And um, the boundaries and rules that God puts in place for us are for our thriving and for our flourishing. And it's and that's a good thing. Um, but as we see all through the old Testament, we can't do that well enough. Jesus had to do that for us. And so, and so that's not the right answer. You know what I like? (laughs) Right. And, and so I think too, like, I, I just picture if I am a young, like disciple of Jesus and I'm getting really fired up. I mean, this is John six. It's still pretty early, you know, it's he's right in the thick of his ministry and they're still figuring him out. He's still got a lot of I am statements that he's going to say. Um, and we get one not long after this. I am the bread of life. But so but they're getting pumped up. Right. They've seen some signs and they believe that Jesus is who he says he is. But there's still some doubt. I think that's really the root of this is there. Um, it's like, what do I have to do? And also, are you really do I really believe that you're who you say you are? And um, because they're quick to, in in a way, I think this question is asking for a sign, you know, it's like making it clear, um, make it clear for me. And so I think if I were them, what I would expect the answer to be is go make a name for yourself in order to make a name for me. Mm. And I think that is a trap that, I fall into now. And I don't even just mean like social media platform. Like I just mean, go be, go be really awesome so that people can see that I'm really awesome. And, but that's not what the Bible teaches. I mean, the Bible teaches like, I am going to, I'm going to show myself to be strong in your weakness. And I'm going to, you know, you look at the history of Israel and like, um, God made himself known through their just utter failure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so that kind of leads like, well, what are we left with? We're left with believing that, um, that God really has already done or that Jesus has really done all the work that it really, and that he really is who he says he is. And both of those things require belief which is not something I can hold in my hand and say, I've got it. <laughs> that is so true. That's I, so, I, I mean, I you, wish. Don't, you don't know. You don't know. I mean, you do. You can know, but it's not. I, yeah. It's such a slippery thing. It really is. It's very much a both and. And 
even that even belief requires belief. It's like an endless circle <laughs> that like even faith requires faith. And right. It's, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. now you're kind of blowing my mind over here a little bit. Well, I, there's just it's one of those times uh, where you're like, is the gospel really this mysterious, or is it? Um, and it is, but also like, or is it just that we just don't have enough words <laughs> to to say yeah. it all? Um, like yeah. the English language is failing us right now. Oh, but. yes, <laughs> I think our humanity is failing us. Maybe that, just a little that bit. <laughs> is the truth. That is the real truth. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I have a hard question for you then. Uh -oh. um, okay. When you think about your own faith yeah, and you think about how you evaluate it, like, how yeah. am I doing? Taking the litmus test, you know, Oof. do you typically think about, I'm really believing God right now, or do you think I'm really doing some great stuff right now? I mean, I know what I, I want said it was hard to be. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I want it to be what's going on on the inside you know, like in the secret places, I know how to play the part of wife, of mom, of friend, of daughter, of, um, you know, ministry founder of, I mean, I, I know how to do that. And so unfortunately I'm very, can, can be skilled at making maybe that second thing look really true. Like, I've got some great stuff going on right now, <laughs> you know, but, um, but it's what is happening in like the secret of my heart. I think that is the real telltale because I also think it's so interesting, Natalie, because when I look at just the, the short life that I've lived, right? Like I'm in my early forties. And so I'm, I don't know, maybe halfway through like life. I, I hope that I have another 40 to go. Um, but even in, you know, which is just like a breath, a vapor, right? In eternity. Um, I have found that it's also like the opposite can be true where like, it might look like things are really falling apart on the outside, but I've in there are times where that has been absolutely true of my life. And also I have been so close to the Lord. Um, on the inside. And so I don't think, I think that's why we just can't fall into that trap of, um, am I doing all the things or is the fruit what we want the fruit to be, which our, you know, fruit of the spirit. I'm so glad that he gave us, thank you, Lord, for giving us an actual list. Yeah. <laughs> right. Of all yeah. the aspects of the fruit uh, of the spirit, because I think that a lot of times we might, say the fruit of the spirit is success. Like, um, you know, a life that looks put together, I, a, an, an uncluttered home, a, <laughs> you know, oh, man. a freshly washed hair. I don't know. Um, and, or like a thriving business, you know, and those, those things are often related because I, again, I don't want to downplay that. Like, I believe that the Lord, um, looks favorably upon us when we obey and follow him. And, you know, and that, that he blesses that. Um, and also, um, there's more, there's more to meets the eye in the kingdom of God. Like, um, a kingdom lens gives us a totally different and better and deeper measuring stick. And so I think that the honest answer to that question is, I know that I am, um, believing in the one he sent, <laughs> um, the, where I see the evidence, like I can see evidence of that on the outside. Absolutely. But I also think that the, um, the first fruits of that's in my heart. Um, and so therefore I'm going to be the first one that knows. Mm. Well, and Usually. I feel like even like the fruits of the spirit that you're talking about, you know, yeah. those are, those are not even the things that we can like, we can't like achieve those. Right. right. We, we need like that. patience. Got it. Yeah. No, it's not something that we achieve. It's something that we're given, Yes. you know? And so there's a beauty in that, you know, yeah. that so much of the Christian life is, is just simply receiving. And it's dependence, right? It's like manna in the wilderness. It's like, I, I may have had patience yesterday, um, you know, with my children, for example, but I need a fresh supply today. You know, I can't, 
I can't store it up. And I, now I also think that like over time that there are muscles that get developed that, you know, as we walk with the Lord and spend time in his word that, um, by his grace, he changes some of those defaults to look more like Jesus. Um, but even so it doesn't, I, what I never, I never arrive at the point of not needing him, (laughs) Like it makes me laugh because it's so true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't, I don't, that's not, that day is never coming. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I love it. Okay. I have a, I have a quote I want to read you. It's by Martin Luther. And um, it says, if every man had faith, we would need no more laws, but everyone would oh. of himself at all times do good works as his confidence in God teaches him. So just this, I, I, I just think it's a, I don't even know how I came across this I quote. Even, I was like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is such a great quote. Just the idea that if, like, it's not that we don't need to be doing good things, right? It's not that right. those things are completely null and unimportant, that all we have to do is believe, but that somehow when we are walking in belief, that those things just naturally flow out of us. And if yes. we try to do it in the reverse order, it doesn't work for us. Right, right. Yeah, because, I mean, James tells us faith without works is dead. So, like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, like, but if also my works aren't, aren't, aren't what save me, then, like, how is that true? And I think it's exactly what you just said. It's because there is definitely a transformative element of the gospel. And, you know, not to our credit, but to Christ's. And that, um, and that the Holy Spirit is present in us and, and works in us and through us. And so it's not like a thing on our to-do list every day. It's like, no, this is a thing that is happening um, because the Holy Spirit is in us. And because we have put our trust in Jesus as our justification and our salvation, and also our, we, we both put our trust there and we continue to, right? Right. We continue to. And, um, and so it is, it's, it's tricky to articulate these things, you know, and like, it's tricky even in this conversation to go, okay, this is, you know, the gospel, the gospel is not a gospel of works. We can say that with full confidence. And also we know that the greatest command, you know, is to love the Lord, your God. Um, and the second greatest is this, to love your neighbor. And so, Okay. Well, then it's very important that we do that. And we are also given a lot of other commands in scripture to show us how to live this out. And so, and it matters that we follow the, those commands. I mean, be holy as I am holy. Okay. (laughs) And so it's this, this both and that's, that's tough to walk in. And yeah, I mean, I listen to that quote and think, is that true? And then I think, well, I mean, I think about the garden and, you know, before the fall and that um, where we, humanity, um, that the, the first people enjoyed unfettered fellowship with God in the garden. And so they didn't, they had, they only had one law and they broke it. But, um, but so I guess, yeah. I guess it's true. Maybe maybe Martin Luther was thinking about the garden. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, definitely. It's 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 more of like a hypothetical question or a hypothetical mm-hmm. thought. You know, I, I don't think this is like biblical. You know, doctrine. Oh, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, but I mean, new heavens and the new earth. I mean, we won't even need a lamp because the Lord will be the light. So, like, we also won't need laws. Yeah, like it'll That's, all be I gone. mean, the the law is there to show us that we need Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That we need right. to believe him, that he, that right. we, to show us that we're lawbreakers. Um, but when, when we, yeah, when we have our, um, resurrection bodies, like that's gone. We don't have yeah. to worry about that anymore. Yeah. I know this is not the topic of conversation, but resurrection bodies has been something that I feel like just keeps coming to the surface of like, scripture and conversations and thoughts for me over the last like several months. And it is such, it's just so interesting, you know, it's, and it's another thing that like, okay, I believe this. I do. Um, 
and and help my unbelief. <laughs> well, I just you know? like the hope that's in that. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, you said you're in your 40s. I'm in my 40s. Like I my, my eyes are going bad, like my hair oh, is no. great. You know, all these like your body just progressively, you know, we were we were outside yesterday for 4 hours in the middle of the day at oh. a track meet. And I said to my husband, after the, like, after we got home and I took a shower and I was just laying in bed and I'm like, I can't do anything. I just him, existing like, outdoors. I know. I was like, how is it that I feel like I was the one running the track meet? And he's like, babe, we're old. <laughs> we're old. We're old. We're older than older. they are. Yeah. Oldish. Yeah. Old, old. It's funny because my, my daughter the other day was telling me about, she was like, there was this person and she was old. And she's like, not old like you, mom, like really old. Oh. And I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> like I like not old. Like old it not old. You're like old ish. But you're not like you know. super old and I'm like, mm, I feel and like And how long before like they're not even going to give that disclaimer anymore because they're going to be like, yeah, old like you. Old. You're old. You're so old. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. It's teenagers. They uh yes. They're the Lord's humbling agent Heritage in my life. from the Lord. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Well, I feel like we've only got a little bit of time left. So here we've been talking about believing. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you two more questions because I feel like these are really helpful questions as we kind of grapple through this first mm-hmm. and how do we apply it to our lives? One is like, what are some of our barriers um, mm. and then like, how do we get over those things that are barriers for us in believing in Jesus? And yeah. then the other thing is, and I think this is, this is maybe, I don't know. I just, I just feel like I'd love to hear your heart on this, but like, mm. what are you believing Jesus for right now? Mm. Those are good questions. I mean, as for the barriers, I, you know, I think it's helpful to remember, uh, daunting, helpful <laughs> to remember <laughs> that, there is one whose full-time job is to keep us from belief and from um, from living out of that belief. And so like the enemy of the kingdom of God and of our souls is going to use every tool at his disposal. Um, and he has a lot of tools uh, to use to keep us from living what we believe and from believing what we know to be true. And so I, um, I think that recognizing that and then like, if, if you knew that someone was going to attack you, I, if I knew someone was going to attack me, I wouldn't just sit still and do nothing. (laughs) I would arm myself and, um, you know, and I would, um, I, I think one of the ways that we do that is like one, one of the ways is the thing that you and I are both really passionate about in the work that we do, the day jobs that we have, Natalie, and it's just like being in God's word and um, because I think, especially um, as women, I guess it is men too. I'm just, only, I'm a woman. So I know that this is true <laughs> of me, um, that lies are something that keep me from believing. Um, and I know um, be, from experience that God's word is an effective way to knock down those lies and to overcome it with truth. Because make no mistake, like the truth has already overcome the lies, but also like in my own heart and mind um, and in my own self, like to just to not give um, the enemy a foothold and to just be in God's word. And um, I want um, the Holy Spirit to have all kinds of verses at his disposal to bring to mind um, for me and to um, to help me to believe and, uh, and so I, I do think that Bible reading is a huge, um, a huge way that we overcome those obstacles. I also think that Christian community is just imperative. I, I just watching the way that we have all been isolated and for great, you know, for reasons that were beyond anyone's control. Um, but to just insist even, and I'm not even, I, I you know, all the, all the disclaimers about how about the pandemic, um, just go ahead and include those. But it's just like when we have the opportunity to be um, in fellowship um, with other believers to do that and to have those conversations and to not just um, speak truth to yourself, but allow other people to speak, speak truth to you. And even um, additionally to allow them to identify the lies that you're living out of. I mean, that's a really vulnerable place, but 
um, the people that I um, live life with can oftentimes see that better than I can. Yeah, I think that the church, the capital C church and um, and God's word and um, and just not being afraid to speak our unbelief to the Lord, um, not being afraid that we're going to somehow undo what he has already done and um, and give, you know, just pray those honest psalm type prayers because praying back to him who we know him to be and, and asking him to be who he already is, like there's something, it's mysterious, but there's something really powerful in that in our own hearts. Um, and then you'd asked, what was the second question? What are you believing Jesus for right now? Oh, I mean, this is something that like, it's honestly uh, something that in my faith I kind of struggle with as I, um, as someone who often holds God's word out for others to, to read, inviting others to read and believe, um, you know, I, the language of believing for something is something I struggle with because I hope for a lot of things. Um, but the things that I know that I can believe for are like, I can believe God to fulfill every one of his promises. Like I can believe for him to be who he was yesterday, today and forever. Like that's never going to change. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, I really, I pray, um, currently that, um, one of my big prayers right now is that God would, um, be faithful to my children. And, and it's one of those things where I know that he will be. And also I ask for him to be <laughs> and to somehow use me as a part of that faithfulness, um, as we are, um, steward, you know, stewarding these young years and growing up years and teenage years. Yeah. And too, that he would just be faithful in this community that we get to steward, um, the She Reads Truth community. It's, um, we just, we're celebrating 10 years this year. And awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, which is so wonderful and beautiful and incredible. Um, and it's also a moment of reflection to go, okay, where, where are you going from here, Lord? And, um, and to just believe that he will continue to be faithful, whether or not I'm involved, like I'm not going anywhere, but you know, I'm also <laughs> like, not I'm not getting any younger, you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like oh, this is not my retirement announcement. And at the same time. <laughs> I want more for, um, I want She Reads Truth and the work of women opening their Bibles to outlast me and not just my actual years on the planet, but my energy, you know, like I want it to be more um, and go further. And so like, Lord, how are you going to do that? And so just believing that he will. Those are beautiful things. Mm -hmm. A lot of that resonates with me. Um, yeah. Just, you know, with my kids, especially. Yeah. There's, I think there are areas of our life where we can feel like maybe we're in control, but (laughs) in our, (laughs) in there are times when we have that. Parenting is, is, you know, they're just, they just keep becoming more themselves and more independent. And, and it is like a really beautiful thing that I love to get to watch my kids become who they are Uh more fully, like to step into themselves and yet the older they get, the more out of control that can feel. Yeah. And just yeah. to believe God for that for them is right. it can be really hard, especially when and they're the, going through like a rebellious phase or something hard. And I'm just yeah. like, oh. We're just really struggling. Like those obstacles that you talked about um, or asked about, I, I agree. It's so hard. And to trust that God will be um, the same God to them and that he will work and move in their hearts and lives. And there is a, you know, most of that is not going to have anything to do with me. (laughs) And that's, that's hard. Uh, It's also, it's freeing. um, But it's also difficult because it doesn't seem to match up with what's true. Cause what's true, it feels like it's all riding on these parenting decisions. Right. And it's just, (laughs) doesn't it? It's not the truth. It's not, it's not real. And, um, I mean, even the parenting things that I feel like we we 
have done right are those moments where we're like, man, we really nailed that. We really handled that well. <laughs> like if, yeah. if I only had eyes to see how that was all completely God's grace. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, that would, that would humble me real quick. Uh, well, Amanda, I have just so enjoyed chatting with you and yeah, I appreciate your heart for the Lord and your yes. heart for his word and um, I think one lasting thing that I would love for our listeners to kind of take away from this conversation is that, you know, being in God's word, you know, it kind of felt like a thematic of our whole conversation, but the, the power of that um, mm-hmm. to help us in our unbelief, to help yes. us to really um, come through the other side of these things that we are struggling to believe the Lord for. Yeah. Um, it's a gift. His word is a gift. It is. Yeah, it's so it's, good. And and for those of you who are memorizing this, I hope that as it goes with you throughout this month and you meditate on it and you think about it and you, you allow it to sort of penetrate into those dark places and be like, wait a second, I do evaluate myself based on whether or not I'm being successful mm-hmm. or I do evaluate um, whether or not I feel like God is happy with me based on what I'm doing, but that's not, that's not how Jesus sees me. And, and so I would just encourage you guys, um, as, as the month goes on to really find spaces and times to be in God's word and to allow him to speak to you and, and for you to be able to see that his heart for you isn't to be like a a good little doobie and to do all of the things that he needs you to do because he could do it all without you. And it's just like what Amanda was saying, like, she's going to retire at some point, hopefully not for a long time. But (laughs) either way, like, you know, God is pleased to allow us to be a part of what he's doing, but he doesn't need us. Right. And so the work that we can do to, to, to bring him delight and to bring ourselves delight is to believe him first and to allow those other things to follow. Yeah. Not even a like impressive Bible reading record, like not even that earns, <laughs> no. earns the love of God. Like it's Jesus earned it. And so it's just, it's ours. Something yeah. that we already have. Well, thanks so much, Amanda. It was so oh, this great was a joy. You. Yeah. This is, this encouraged my heart. And so I'm really thankful for the time. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing our, your time with our listeners and with me and uh, God bless you. Oh, thank you so much. You guys stay in the word and just keep love what you guys are doing. I love Natalie just the um to to put these hide these verses in our hearts. It's just um such such a worthwhile effort. Um and I'm so excited to see um all the people coming along and joining you in that. It's it's just beautiful. So thanks well, for thank having you. me. Yep, it's our joy. Thanks. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.